The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss how to create an effective marketing plan based on some lessons learned from the music industry. Joining us is Alex Chichamaro, who is the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records, which is a major record label under the Sony Music Entertainment umbrella. The RCA label is home to stars like Dojo Cat, Justin Timberlake, and SZA. And today, Alex and I are going to talk about the music industry's playbook for marketing. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Alex Chichamaro, the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records. Alex, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you as a guest on the show. I am psyched for this conversation because it blends two things that I have deep, passionate, and some career experience about marketing and music. So I guess a little context, I uh, was working at eBay got a little tired of the corporate gig and said, you know what? All the cool kids are starting their own startup. I'm going to go do it myself, but I want to do something that I'm passionate about. And I am a terrible guitar player. Realizing that I was never going to be part of the RCA label, I decided to go teach other people to be a terrible guitar player and started strumschool.com to do online guitar lessons. And so for a little while, we were kind of in the same industry in the sense of music. I was on the education side You are working with people that actually know how to play, dance, and sing. Talk to me a little bit about how people with real talent actually get in front of their customers. Give me the uh, marketing playbook for musicians. Well, one, I think everybody starts in the music business, by the way, by wanting to be an artist and realizing there's no shot at them being an artist. Some of us want to be baseball players, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, in terms of putting yourself in front of your audience, I think... The first thing and the most obvious is social media, right? That's the name of the game in terms of what any musician is doing right now from the beginning. You start with absolutely nothing. You start putting music out and you're talking to five, 10 people. But the reality of it is because of how connected we are, if you're savvy enough and you understand how to make content that is interesting to those five, 10 people or make content that is interesting to larger groups of people that you're in communication with, 
it starts that ripple effect. So, I mean, the baseline of it, like I said, is just content, social media, understanding the platforms and understanding how to consistently make something that's interesting. It's interesting that you start with social media. And I guess in the sense of musicians, that's not only a way to engage your existing community and do some nurture to keep your content and your music in front of them, but it's also built in virality. When you're starting to work with musicians and they're starting from square one, they don't have a big following or they probably have a big following by the time they get to you, but roll with me here. Not always. All right. Hey, look, when you're starting to work with square one, you got a new artist. Are you relying on organic social? Are you just trying to have them connect with the people that they know and hope that there's virality? Are you mixing in some paid efforts to try to boost the reach and frequency of their message for their audience? Talk to me about in social media, how you're actually growing those following. From the beginning, if you're starting from scratch, you're running organic. You're basically focused in on understanding how the platforms work. For instance, knowing on TikTok, if you're posting three, four times a day, every single day, and you're doing certain things that create sharing or engagement within the content that you're creating, that you have a much better shot at getting that ripple effect of like algorithmic lift. Same thing on YouTube if you're a musician. And it's different for artists than it is for brands or influencers because it's very difficult for an artist to pump out a music video a day, which is what YouTube would want you to do. But there's artists like Rust, I think is a great example. Putting a song out a week, making sure that just consistently you're feeding the beast of the algorithm that's in front of you, essentially. Because the more and more you lean in with content on those platforms, the more you'll be rewarded and the more you're going to get awareness. But by the time I'll be in the picture is when you're starting to think about paid. You're starting to think mainly if you're thinking of the mix of things about influencer marketing, which has a lot of different sectors to it, and online advertising on social. Those are the two main things that are cheap enough where you can really hit the ground running. And also like for small businesses, I've seen that happen a lot. Like you'll see, and it's a way to think about influencer because I think most people think of influencer marketing as let me go hire the kid that does dances on TikTok, but they don't think about there's these aggregate content pages on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter that are there just literally promoting things left and right that you can pay your way into I know a woman who started a small business, literally she's doing seven figures a year in sales. And all she does, it's a weight loss business. And all she does is pay for promoted posts from these aggregate accounts on different social platforms. So that's the baseline. Once you start building a brand, and I think you got to understand what your brand is and what it represents before you do any of that. But once you start building awareness for your brand and you have an audience, then you start figuring out How do you nurture that into a community? Then you start figuring out, okay, what are the giveaway items that we can give these fans to get them excited to have them talking? What are the larger content pieces that we can create to premiere just for them exclusively? What are the experiential activations that you can do? But those obviously come with larger price tags and a lot more that you have to put into. You need the base. And so the base comes from really paid. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. 
Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I feel like we're not talking about the 800-pound gorilla in the room. Everything we're talking about is digital marketing. Hey, I'm going to get there. I'm going to create my content. I'm going to record a song, do a YouTube video, throw some content up. Maybe I'm going to pay for some promotion. And that's a great way to get in front of people while they're on their phones, their tablets, their computers. I think of musician being a medium where it blends not only digital, but also live events. So how are you blending in? Well, I got to get in front of an audience. And that's from what I know, where artists actually make money as opposed to labels making money is how do I get in front of audiences, build rapport, start to seed all the things that I'm doing on the digital side with actually my physical presence? Well, that's that second phase that I'm talking about. Don't get me wrong. There's a million open mic opportunities and networking opportunities for artists every day. It's not a real stat, obviously, but there's just so many chances for you to go get yourself out there at like a South by Southwest. But the reality is you're going to talk to three people. I think the best way to approach it is you need to figure out how to build that audience first in a place that you can talk to everybody in one shot. And that really the best way to do it is digital. And then once you're there, one, people will start coming to you with opportunities like If you're a ticket draw, they'll want you to come open up for X, Y, and Z because you can go pull 100 tickets in your city or something like that. But the one thing I say to that point, though, is when you're thinking about your marketing effort from the ground up, the best approach is to think local, is to think who can you touch in your backyard? Who can you reach that's directly next to you? And sometimes local doesn't necessarily mean your city. Sometimes it's more like a phrase for who are the people that are instantly going to love everything that you're doing? And how do you get them to come in your world? And how do you get them to talk to each other? Not just make it so that you're the one talking to them. If you're a hip hop artist in rural Kentucky, you might want to think about relocating to somewhere where hip hop is a little bit more embedded into the culture. To be honest with you, maybe, but you also have an artist named Jack Harlow right now who's got the biggest song in the country, and he's from Louisville, Kentucky. 
he figured it out. He also just went on a whole rant about how when he toured, he was doing bars with six people and open mics and all this stuff. But the thing that really made him catapult and create an audience and allowed doors to open up for him was putting content online. Again, the baseline of it is there. And I think once you get, even if it's a couple hundred people, once you have an understanding of who those people are, where they live, you can start figuring out the in-person, how do we make things work as a community aspect? And that can be a show, anything. All right. So we're starting with our organic social. We're posting constantly, creating content, trying to understand who our audience is. Once we start to get to the point where we actually have a following, we're thinking about paid syndication, putting some money behind our promotion. Hopefully we're getting some live events and some dollars in our pockets at that point. And then we start thinking about community building and other experiential things that are allowing the fans and the audience that you've been building to start to buy experiences. So talk to me about who are the other types of businesses that you think that this playbook would be relevant for. I think any business, period, this is the name of the game. I think where we're headed, you look at the pendulum swing of what social media has been over the past 10 years, let's say the rise of Facebook. And this obviously is way beyond music now, but you think about everything that's been happening in terms of data and privacy and all those conversations. And that being the moment of a pendulum swing, everybody is rushing to community-driven marketing. Everybody is rushing to places where they can talk in a siloed manner, in a trusted manner with people that they want to talk to, frankly. And I think if you're a small business, like if I own a liquor store, I'm in Brooklyn, New York right now. If I own the liquor store on Nostrand Avenue, I'm starting a Discord server and I'm figuring out how to build a community of my customers where they all talk to each other. And I'm hosting events and I'm doing that. If I'm a major big box brand, I'm figuring out how to take that customer loyalty program and turning it into community events, turning it into... How do I incentivize my top customers not just to buy from me, but to bring more people in? You even look at the Web3 space right now, and I know everybody has opinions on crypto and NFTs and all that stuff, but the crux of it at the core is community. All these people are looking for communities that are engaged, that are interesting, that they can dive into, that provide value, and they can also provide value towards I think everybody wants to do that at the core of who they are. It's almost like a field of dreams. Like if you build it, they'll come. Like open it up, let the people come to you and start nurturing that as much as possible. And then once again, you have that core, you know, there's an agency that I use all the time that I'll shout them out, HTM Media, that we do very similar tactics to what I'm sure a lot of your listeners do, programmatic advertising digital at a home, OTT. We're doing very similar things. But for us, because to be frank, music business budgets are a lot smaller than what a lot of people would think. We have to be savvy. And the key is building that core group first. And honestly, as the pendulum continues to shift, I think a lot of different marketing departments and people are going to be thinking this way. You know, I agree and I disagree with some of what you're saying, Alex, in the sense of this business model is for everyone. 
look, if you're a B2B marketer and you're working at an enterprise company, you're launching a new product, are you going to start on social media? Uh, I don't know, maybe. You're not exactly going to be running TikTok content to try to find your next hundred thousand or million dollar SaaS buyer. But I think what is relevant is the notion of starting with content and understanding who is organically going to engage with you in whatever channel is relevant using paid media to then promote that content, build extra influence, put your content in the right places, get that extra reach, and then building in community aspects. I think that that is applicable for any business. We're always talking about community-led growth and organic growth. I think that this is a well-articulated path to how to build organic growth, syndicate it with paid advertising, and then start to leverage community to nurture those relationships. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Alex Chichamaro, the Vice President of Marketing at RCA Records. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Alex and I are going to talk about community building secrets from your favorite band. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Alex, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is the bald God. Yes, the bald God. Or you could visit his company's website, which is rcarecords.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.